Uh, g'day and uh, welcome to episode four. And today I've got a uh, uh, Scotty Stewart, the bow hunter. So, um, how are you going, Scotty? How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Cheers for having me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, whereabouts are you at the moment, mate? Uh, just sitting at home in Cobar. You're in Cobar, New South Wales? Yeah, New South Wales. Yeah. How, how hot is it out there at the moment? Uh, I think 42. Yeah. Oh, 41 for at the moment. I better stop whinging then, eh? Because it's only, yeah, uh, the it's only 30 yeah, that, here. That's in the shade, 41 in the shade, so it's, it's probably about, you know, 48 in the summer, I suppose. Oh, far out. Jesus. All right. Well, um, so for people who don't know, Scotty is a, um, is a very well-known bow hunter in Australia. Um, he's highly regarded in the um, social media and hunting scenes with... Um, with bow hunting, you've also done a bit of dog hunting, haven't you, mate? Yeah, I grew. I grew up um, hunt, hunting with dogs to start with, um, just through what the old man. Yep. He, yeah, he, him, and his father were actually dog hunters. Okay. Um, and that's yeah, I grew up doing that with them. Um, and sort of by the age of nine. My uncle actually hunted with a bow, and that's how I sort of become interested in the bow. So it's a pretty early age to get into bow hunting. Was that was that all out near Cobar, mate, or was that um, No, nah, that was around Lithgow, New South Wales. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, because that's where I was born, so... And, yeah, sort of in the, in the, you know, the state forests around there, used to hunt a fair bit. Um, back in them days, you could hunt state forest without any drama and, oh, yeah. the, whole, the whole permits and, um, licenses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you, you, know, you, you could hunt around them state forest there for months and not even see, see a vehicle. <laughs> the good old days, um, eh? Yeah, it was crazy, but, yeah, so, but today she's all, all gone and done and changed now. Yeah, yeah, that's, um... The good old days are, are definitely gone, but you know, hopefully, we're um, the government's doing the right thing to to keep the animals, you know, not not getting shot out or uh, keeping them under yeah. control. So, well, there's a yeah, there's a lot more hunters today than what there was back then too. So yeah, um, the same yeah, you know, same as when I you know, when I started getting into archery, um, there was no social media. There, there was you know. None of that. Yeah, um, okay. at, at that age, we didn't even know what a mobile phone was. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> old school. So, um, yeah. so, so down in Lithgow, you got your uncle got you into bow hunting. So, um, tell us a bit about that story. How how did that all will work out? Yeah, well, I was just yeah. Well, one time, I was just from you know, vague memory. I was watching shooting bow in the backyard, and yeah, I sort of. Went home from the weekend there and said to Mum, "I want a bow." And um, one of my brother's mates had a, a bow that he he didn't want. It was an old um, thirty-five pound piece, uh, piece and barracuda, I think it was, um, from memory. And yeah, Mum ended up buying it for twenty dollars for me. <laughs> Is that so? That was a uh, I, I, I've never done any bow hunting, Scott. Um, Oh, it's all it's all new to me. So, um, yep. was that a compound or a yeah, um... yeah, compound, yeah. Okay. So, do you do you only hunt compound bows, mate? Um, no, I, I have tried traditional like recurve in the past. Yep. Um, when I was younger, but sort of yeah, the compound, the sights, the release aid was just yeah, I just found a a lot more better for, for me. So. Yeah, okay. What, what what kind of brand do you use? Um, at the moment, I'm shooting two Obsessions. Two Obsessions. And yeah. uh, are you using some sort of, is there some sort of arrows you're using, or different kind of arrows? Yeah, yeah, I um, run the Gigi Stick arrows. Okay. And the Van Diemen Broadheads. Yep. Which, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sponsored with them through um, Dan Seymour. Okay. Now I've been using them now for roughly fifteen months, I say. Yeah, and you enjoy using them? Yeah, yeah, mate, absolutely top. Yeah, you know, they're they for what they are, like the price wise, they are 
they're up there with the top of the line gear. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so, and the broaders, you know, the broaders are easy to sharpen. They fly beautiful. The, arrow, the arrows fly beautiful. Um, they're strong. And I think in the last 15 months, I've took roughly around 108 an, uh, animals with them, so. Wow. <laughs> that's a um, that's a considerable number. So, what? How how do you tell us uh, how how a normal hunt with Scotty would go? What's the um? How does that all work, mate? Because I like I said I'm I've never done bow hunting and it's all different to me. So, how what kind of weather you're looking for? What's what's the conditions? You know, are you a stalker or are you you, know, you yeah, yeah. sit on desk? Uh, what's your story with that? Depending on where I'm hunting, so so. I'm hunting out west here in the middle of summer, um, so it's you know it, the morning, like just on daylight, it could be anywhere from 28 to 35 degrees before the sun comes up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll get to a waterhole and I'll sit sit off the waterhole under a tree for probably you know an hour and a half, two hours. Yep. Um, and if nothing good comes in, I'll, I'll pack up, jump in the car, and that's when I'll start doing my rounds on the water holes. Um, so you park, like, do you park yeah, off the water hole and walk in, do you? Or? Yeah, depending on how, if it's a windy day, I'll park anywhere from, you know, 50, 50 60, 70 yards off a water hole. Yep. And then I'll just walk up and pop my head up over the bank if there's anything in there that I want, you know, that I want to shoot. But, well, that's when I'll try my best to get around or, you know, get a shot at it. Yeah, okay. Um, but if, if, if it's not a real windy day, I'll pull up sort of a hundred, 120 yards off it. Um, as most pigs don't like, don't like to leave the water once it gets over that 42, 43. Yeah. Don't blame um, Yeah. And being down in the water, they sort of can't really hear you coming up in the vehicle if you just idle it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and plus I don't like walking too far when it's that odd anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't blame you there. So, okay, so you're, you're, you're kind of walking in off, off 50, 60 yards. You're, yeah, sorry, mate, nearly lost you there. Um, so walking in off 50, 60 yards, and then we're, then we're going and, and just talk. So what happens if you see something you like? What's what's the next step? Yeah, well, I'll make sure the wind's sort of in my face when I walk in, in into the tank or out at the trough or whatever. Um... And then, sort of, yeah, I just sort of try, try to try to get into around that 30, 20, 30 yards. Okay. Um, but is yeah, that just is it just pigs, or are you just, are you shooting goats, pigs? Yeah, I'll take I'll take a good billy if I see one. Yep. Um, but all the place I hunt on, I'm I'm allowed to take sort of the the, the old fellas that's running out like the skinny, um, or or the you know, legs are busted up from fighting or being caught in the fence at one time in their life and they've got broken legs or anything like that. Yeah, okay. Because um, they're unsellable. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the farmer would normally sell them, but is that is that right? Yeah, the big, the sort of the big hefty health, healthy fellas, yeah, the, you know, I'm not, yeah, yeah, you're not allowed, to, not allowed to take them as they're, you know, they're worth, I think, 180 bucks now. Oh, okay, yep. Um, yeah, so they're big, big coin now, so they, yeah, they, they, they're, Worse than bloody, yeah. As, as one cocky stayed at me, he said, "If you if you want meat, take one of my lambs." Oh, really? Yeah, because so, the goats are worth more than what their lambs are. Oh wow, that's um, yeah. You didn't? I didn't think I'd hear that. That come out of a cocky. That'd be um, something different. So yeah, um, do yeah. you do you hunt? So you, do you hunt anything other than the the pig and the deer? Uh, pig and the the um goats. Sorry. Yeah, I hunt um f- fellow each year as well. Do you just go down for the rut? Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah. I pack pack the kids and the missus up, and we head away for two or three weeks each each year for the rut. Okay, in New South uh, Wales still, or you head up into Queensland? Yeah, New South Wales. Yep. Um, and yeah, do that on all private land. Yeah, how do you go there, mate? I, I've I've never never met anyone that does much bow hunting for um for deer. How's that go? Yeah, it can be. It's all the last. I reckon um, three seasons ago was probably the best season that I've ever had on them. Um, but then, yeah, 
last season and the season before was absolutely terrible, actually. Well, what was that? Just um... I just drought, like, no food. Um, didn't, like, just didn't get the, the cool weather. Didn't get the rain. Um, yeah, so I sort of, yeah, you know, the Bucks weren't doing what Bucks supposed to be doing. Yeah, okay. They just, they just, yeah, just didn't want to respond to rattles, grunts, stokels, um, weren't really vocal. Do you, do you call them up or you, is it just, um, you call them up or you just stalk, walking and stalking and using your waterways? Yeah, I sort of, I do a mixture of it, um, because the place, the place I, the place I've been hunting for on that 20, I've been going there for about 21 years now, um, there's, there's other hunters that hunted as well, so the bucks that were there and come there, that they were sort of, yeah, some of them were accustomed to calling and, and knew what was going on, so they didn't want to come in. Ah, okay, so they're starting to, to click onto the... Switch on, switch on to the, what the game's all about. Yeah, I actually got in on a, on a um, like a real big buck. I actually got him. I got onto him three years ago. Um, and I got into, I think it was about twenty yards, but I couldn't see him, and I started rattling, and he just blew out of there. Like he just took off. He didn't even want a bar of it. Nothing. No. And, that, that'd um, be that'd be devastating with the um amount of effort you got to do with walking in and stalking and you know how long is a stalk could, t- could take you a couple of hours couldn't it yeah well um it all, uh, all depends on the country yeah, if the country's open and the wind's flickering and you know as it does in that mountain country the thermal's always changing um yeah you know you, you could be calling and walking else for a good hour Jeez. Um, I remember one buck there about four four seasons ago. I'd actually spotted him and, and tried grunting him and rattling him, and he actually took off. He left his does, he bowled it, didn't didn't ever look back. And I thought, oh, well, never mind. And that afternoon, I, I was coming back sort of down the main main truck to the house, and I spotted him again with the same does back up in his gully again off the road. So I just turned me turned my ute off and. Got out, grabbed my gear, and I cut back around the mountain and come back in on him. And um, yeah, I spent probably shit nearly two hours getting in on him. And um, yeah, I ended up getting into thirty yards. And I was just getting set up for a shot when one of his does stood up and he started walking towards me, and he did the exact same thing. And yeah, he ended up stopping at about eighteen yards broadside. And um, yeah, I smacked him so. No, oh, do you, do you, do you eat the um the deer meat, mate? Yeah, the the younger ones I do. Yeah. Um, the older ones I'll yeah I'll you know I'll take take the dog meat. Yeah, okay. Like the old the old the old bucks I'll take the dog meat, but the but the yeah young ones I'll eat. That sounds alright. So do you do you eat the goats at all or? Yeah, the younger ones I will from out here, but um. The same thing, the yeah. old ones, yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, okay. Can't um, even listen to them. Yeah, they're just, it's just like cooking, you know, they're probably all right, but, yeah, you're, you're still got that, that smell to them, I reckon. Um, a lot of people reckon they have them, but, yeah, I, I sort of can't get that smell out of them. No, that's all right. No. So what do, you, what do you prefer more? Do you prefer dogging or do you prefer um, prefer bow hunting? Because over the years, I've, I've, I've obviously seen, yeah, on social media, I've watched you and, a, you know, the, the guys I talk to, I've, I've watched for a while. And um, I remember a couple of years ago, you were really big in the dogging scene. You had a couple of good hounds. Um, what do you prefer most, uh, the bow hunting or do, would you rather using the dogs? Yeah, I prefer bow hunting only for the simple reason I've got more of a choice of what animals I can hunt. Yeah, okay. Where with the dogs, you're, you're set with that one one species, you know, you've got pigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but saying that, you know, I, I, I love my dog hunting. Like, you know, I, I, I could train a dog. You know, I could get a, a 12-month-old dog and within three months I could have a ute finding. Wow, okay. And catching pigs, but, 
I sort of just got to that point where I'd caught, yeah, I was, well, I was catching anywhere from five to ten hooky balls a night. Um, and it was just like, oh, another ball, another ball. You know, every time your dogs jumped, another ball. Yeah, it become, um, becomes predictable. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and then I sort of, I tried to change things up, you know, to, to keep me interested. Um, run, like running a just a baler and then letting the lugger off when I got there and sort of I liked that for a bit but then I lost interest and then I started I thought well what am I going to do now so I started training dogs and selling them and I sort of lost interest in that and and then yeah in the end I just end up selling me two real good dogs and all my gear and yeah just sort of got back into me bowing. Well, so you've given you've given dog and away all all up. Yeah, yeah, I've actually, I haven't owned a pig dog now for six years. Wow, okay. So, yeah, so, must, must have been that long ago I've, I saw all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, because uh, I sold my old dog, Snow. Um, well, yeah, she was, I think she was four or five when I sold her. Um, and, yeah, mate, old bloke from South Australia actually bought her, and she's actually still alive today, which is surprising. Yeah, okay. And, um, yeah, she, the old mate had brought her, has caught hundreds of balls with her as well and trained a heap of dogs with her and she's still kicking, so. Well, that's good to hear. Very good. Yeah, oh, which, is, yeah which surprised me. So, Scotty, do you, do you do any big, like, up north trips up in the Cape York or um, up into Northern Territory? No, I sort of, I'm not real, how would I put it, I'm not, it, it doesn't really interest me at the moment. Yep. Um, I did that a while back, but now I thought, you know, I sort of, I lost interest in it. Um, I can actually, I've, I've got, I've got a place up in the NT there. I can actually go up and hunt buffalo and scrub bull and that for nothing. So. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but I just, yeah, you know, the, the bloke at Scott, sort of, you know, trying to get, gets, gets me up there, but I, I'm just not interested at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, probably one day. Yeah, you know, I'll pack the kids up and whatnot else in the camper and head up there for a week or two. But yeah, I'm sort of hell bent on trying to get a red red deer at the moment. So, oh, okay. So, um, where where are you looking for red deer? Um, well, I've got a couple of mates that's got places now that we've red red deer on. Yep. Um, I've, I've got stuffed around for the last two two years in a row now with them with other blokes and yeah. So, but now I've got. Two places that my mates have got um, with reds on them, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping next year, I, yeah, I can finally get that dream out of the way and take a good red stag. So big red stag, yeah. Where we go up and do um in the Brisbane Valley, there's uh, plenty of stags getting around. Um, we we only we need more getting them for getting rid of them for the farmer, more more so yeah. as a a numbers thing because there's so many of them. We um we keep the meat and give a bit to the dog food and. Yeah, eat as much as we can. So it's uh, yeah, you know, probably a different situation up your way. Um, so yeah, well, like down, yeah, sort of down here. Yeah, most you know, like you'll find a lot of the farmers only only from from the drought recently that they've wanted the deer shot. Yeah, just too but, many numbers. Yeah, but before then they sort of they didn't want them touched. You know what I mean? Like they sort of they liked the deer so. But yeah. it's only because it's been so dry in the last two years that they've actually, you know, thought about culling them out, so... Yeah, they populate um, very quickly, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 20 years um, ago, deer in, Red, deer in Brisbane Valley was, wasn't was a huge deal. Now it's, they're just, they're way too many, so... But that's in my, yeah. that's in my area, so it's a different different ball game altogether from where you are. Yeah, well, the places I used to, I hunt at Mudgee, I, I actually... Uh, hundred pigs there to start with at Mudgy. Yeah, and you only seen one or two fellow there, you know, every, every, in a week there. Um, and then sort of in ten years, you know, you started seeing them every night. This numbers starting to grow. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you, know, you see, yeah, driving driving around there at daytime, you know, you'd see twenty thirty blow out, out of a thick patch of scrub. <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit like up here. 
All of a sudden, there's yep. just, you know, 20, 30 coming out of nowhere. And it's, it's amazing to watch, I have to admit that. But also, you know, if you feel for the poor old farmer because he's, you know, how much grass is he losing to those things, um, those deer. So. Yeah, well, that, that's right, you know what I mean? And, and what made it worse was that they'll, they'll, uh, down here, they'll class as a, um, a game animal and not, you know, not a feral animal. Yeah, because you've got all the R licenses and, the, yeah, you've got a lot of more. A lot more government laws. I mean, we're, we're in a Queensland. They're just a, a feral pest like the pig, and um, yeah. you have to expose them, you know, quickly and, and humanely and get rid of them. So, yeah, um, you're um, you're obviously you've got a few sponsors on board. So, um, how does that work? How how do they kit you up or are they paying you? Like, like, um, yeah, no, no. I, you know, they they just send me a gear, and you know, I, I just don't. Yeah, I just. They, they send me free gear and I just use it. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and promote it from online. So. Yeah, and how and how how do we see that online? Have, have you got Instagram? Uh, I know you got Facebook, but yeah, I got a I got Instagram page as well. It's um at three sixty hunting. Okay, it's at three sixty hunting, or you can yeah. type in Scotty Stewart and you should pop up. Oh, I should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I think so. So, who are your sponsors, mate? Just um. So the viewers, because a uh, few guys have been asking me um, to to get you on board, and there's a few few guys asking me what kind of bows, and I I don't want to say anything because I have no idea about bow yeah. hunting. Um, um, yeah, well, one of my sponsors is, is Gigi Stick Archery. And where 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 are they based, mate? Uh, he's up North Queensland there somewhere. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he's up North Queensland, some somewhere there. Um, and he, yeah, he has, you know, the, the carbon arrows and the two-day broadhead, which, you know, is Van Diemen broadheads, and the Gigi stick arrows. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, also use, um, Troy, Troy Reynolds's uh, Brackenware camo. Okay, and where, whereabouts is he located, mate? Uh, I think he's down in, yeah, Wollongong or somewhere like that, New South Wales, somewhere down there. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, it's probably one of the better camos I've, I've, I've ever used, so. Yeah, okay. Um, getting, it'd be pretty hot in those camos, wouldn't it? Mate, the, the bracken wear's pretty, pretty good. Like, it's, it's pretty light. The shirt's, the shirt's unreal. Like, it, it's light and breathable. Um, and also the pants, like, they're, they're real light material as well. Yeah. Um... And he's just brought out a new set of uh, summer wear as well. It's just come out of the market now. It's yeah, it, it's supposed to be pretty good too. So um, he also designs winter gear, like the, the winter pants is you know, pretty pretty durable as well. And, and like wind, wind kind of. Like, I wore them when was it this winter in the mountains. And I actually put uh, thermals on under the pants, and I think it was like, I don't know, two degrees or three degrees <laughs> in the morning, oh, yeah. and I actually started sweating. Like, with the thermal, I had to get the thermals off because it was just too hot. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so the winter pants are definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they work go. well. Uh, and the summer gear, the scorch gear he, he makes is actually awesome as well. Nice and light. Um, and as for like breakup pattern, I I actually was yeah I, I had a doe walk into me this rut gone and, and pretty much near walked into me. Or she was only probably oh, two I, yards. I saw that. Oh, yeah. you, you put that on Instagram. I saw that. That yeah. was cool. <laughs> like, yeah. She didn't even know I was there. She only, the only reason she knew I was there because she pretty much walked into me and smelt me. So yeah, yeah. No, she wasn't that far from you. She would have been yeah. only a couple of meters and, from you. Yeah, that happened pretty much all right for, you know, yeah, pretty much all right. Like, I, I had spikers and, and does walk past me at five, six yards. Um, and I was, like, I was moving him with the camera and everything and sort of, they just, yeah, it's just a pattern that breaks it up, breaks it up real well. Yeah, okay. So, um, um, um before I let you go, I, I, I got one guy asking me, he said, um, Ask Scotty. So, if I was new to bow hunting, what what kind of stuff would I need to consider? Um, 
Yeah, well, if, if you're getting in the, in the bow hunting, the, the biggest thing you need to do is, is get a bow that suits you. You know what I mean? Like, um, so you got to get your draw length right, the, the poundage that you can handle. Um, yeah, so because you've got, how would I put it, you, you've got five brands of bows on the market that, that are high-end brands. Yeah. Um, but not every one of them bows suits every one of them, uh, 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 every individual. Yeah, okay. So if, if you're getting into bow hunting, the first thing I'd do is go to a, a, just a, a, a archery store um, that sells specifically archery gear and that's it. Um, so you got, you know, you got Benson Archery, you got Abbey Archery, um, Redback Archery in different states. Um, I'd go to one of them, whatever one's closest to you and get them to sort you out with, you know, your draw length and let them, yeah, measure you up and, and, and then get you to shoot what, you know, each individual bow that feels right for you. Yeah, okay. So you, then, you wouldn't worry about the camo and all that kind of stuff first? It's just getting the bow right and... Yeah, mate, yeah. I'd, 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 if, I'd like, if you're new to it and you've never done it before, I'd, I'd do that and then I'd spend a few weeks on a target before I even thought about going to shoot an animal. Yep. That's a good, um, I think that's a great get, tip, that one. Yeah, like getting your bow tuned in, getting get yourself tuned in. Um... And, you know, getting, say you're hitting something, you know, hitting it, say, I don't know, how would you put it, an apple-sized dot at, mm. you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 yards or metres, whatever you want to go in. Yep. Um, and once you're confident doing that, or, well, you know, you can, buy, you can buy your camo before that and, and your arrows. You know, you've definitely got to have your arrows, but you can buy your camo before that so you've got it there when you're ready. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, as, as for buying a bow and then shooting the target for a day and going out hunting, yeah, that, that just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's, yeah. Any, any tips on, um, so you've, you know, you've obviously, you've practiced for a couple of weeks. You, you know, what, what kind of distances are we looking at when you, if you're taking an animal and you want to just take it, you know, humanely for the animal, quick and fast dispatch, what kind of distance are we looking at? For yourself, for for yourself, not for, not for a beginner, for someone like for yourself who's been doing it for years. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of not big on certain distances. I'll, I'll take the shot if I'm confident. I'll you know I'll take the I'll take a shot out to fifty yards. Yep. Um, but yeah, sort of a lot of people don't. They'll, they'll stick that you know that thirty yards and under. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, if I, if I feel confident as I'm doing that bow back, and i and yeah, I'll, I, I know I can make the shot. I'll take the shot. Um, but that's just me. I yeah, I sort of. But other people, as I said, most of them stick to thirty and under. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, for 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 a new new bloke hunting, I, I wouldn't recommend any go over twenty yards. Okay, that's a great little tip there. Nothing over twenty. What about um? What about stalking and 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 what about stalking and winds and um? You know, like, is there anything you need to to be, you know, be aware of when you're doing that? Yeah, most animals like goats, pigs, um, stuff like that. Like you could, as long as you've got that wind in your face, and. Yeah, you, you sort of you get down pretty low. You, you can get in pretty close on on a you know on, on, on in a bear open paddock. Yeah, okay. But, you know, as long as you've got that wind in your face, and yeah, yeah, you, you could do it in a pair of footy shorts and thongs. It's sort of, you know, some animals, especially younger animals, they they don't react to the movement as much. Where you get a big, you know, the big trophy fellas um, that have been shot at or chased or whatever. Then it's a different story. Um, that's when a good camera comes in comes into play. Um, you know, move them when their heads down, or you know, when they're not looking in your direction and stuff like that. Um, but the biggest key is having that wind in your face. 
pig for no reason, eh? to just go over and maul it and that's it. Yeah, just just like walk up, put a foot on them and just take a big bite around the ribs and the, and the stomach area and just tear it open and, yeah, just just rip the heart and lungs out. Jeez. Like crazy. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen it before in my life until last, uh, last year it was, last summer. Far out. Is that, is that maybe the drought? It's because they're so hungry or? No, it was just because it was easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, it was easy pickings. They were there. They needed water, the food, and and they were there. So they'll just yeah, just what ones were bogged. They'll fr- still fresh, so they'll they'll kill them while they're fresh. <laughs> oh, that's a bit gruesome, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, and yeah, you know, I, I still remember another time. I was I was hunting with uh, Warren, Sean, Sean Wallace, one of my mates here. Um, an actual cow died on the place and the cocky was where it was and we'll go you know, we we pulled up probably about eight hundred yards from it and we could hear pigs fighting and whatnot else got over there, there would have been, you know, I think thirty or forty pigs just camped up around this dead cow under these little bushes on top of each other. Um you know, a sow walking around on heat and a couple of boars following on her and yeah, it was crazy. And um yeah, that's when Warra shot one and one come belt down and attack, you know, attack me. Far out. And um, yeah, I ended up fighting it off and I ended up stabbing it and it took off and ran up and died where Warra shot it. And, and then yeah, all day on this on this one one cow carcass, it was just boars coming and going all day. It was crazy. You just sat there in the in the shade and let them do their thing and pick the ones you yeah, wanted. Yeah, I think we end up shooting four, five or six boars for the day just off that off that one cow carcass. What um, what what sizes are we talking? Yeah, uh, sort of around a fifty to sixty, seventy kilo mark. Oh, so good, good, good western pigs. Yeah, like um, but saying that too, on on on, the, on this same place, um, we've seen a couple that you know would have been well over a hundred kilo. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, you know, you know, like it's it's very rare to get, to get pigs that size out here, but you sort of, you do get them pockets of them where, they're, where they are there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I don't know how to put it, last, I don't know, pretty much since the, the 2000 drought, pig, pig numbers out, out west here have gone, like, diminished to pretty much nothing. Yeah, okay. So, uh, like back in the, yeah, back in the 90s, it was, you know, it didn't matter where you went to a property, you'd see mobs of pigs, you know, mobs of pigs. Mm-hmm. But you sort of, yeah, now you sort of only got your pockets in certain areas. Yeah. So, I don't, you know, I don't know whether, whether it's because there's more hunters now and, um, 
you know, they just don't get a time to recover or whether, yeah, whether they just didn't recover properly. Yeah, they've had, had quite a few things hitting them, haven't they? With drought and, um, with drought and, you know, aerial shooting and uh, the, the number of hunters has gone up, so... Yeah, they are, they are a feral pest, so less numbers is not a bad thing. Obviously, if you're a hunter, it's not, but um, it's just one of those things. Yeah, they sort of, I don't know, like, always I was saying as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, you never seen many hunters you know, when I was a kid. Like, you could drive around and look at a hundred dudes, not one of them had a dog box on it. Yeah. Um, you do that today, and, and out of that hundred dudes, you know, 90 of them have got dog boxes on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but whether whether that has had a big impact on the pigs in sort of out here in West New South Wales, um, or that, and 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 the droughts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too, not too sure on that, but I know the the numbers sort of just don't come back like they used to. Yeah, yeah, there'd have to be something drastic to um to bring the numbers back. You know, ban on hunting or something like that, which which. Hopefully it never happens, um, but yeah, it had to be something drastic. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever ban hunting. Like in my personal opinion, I don't think they'll ever ban it, but um, they'll regulate the absolute shit out of it. Yeah, which, which, which is what they're what they're doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, I think yeah, we might have to look at the American system. Um, I know it's a bit different in Australia, but. I'm not educated enough to, to talk on the matter too much, but um, I, if anything, I think we maybe have to look at the American system and and um, look at our feral pests and maybe go that way. But yeah, it's it's a bit different. Um, and it's probably a subject that I'm not well educated on, so I shouldn't say too much. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I remember as a kid, um, hung with one of my good mates, uh, Jared Brooks. Um, yeah, you know, we used to ride our push bikes with our bows strapped to the handlebars, <laughs> um, like down, down the main street of Lithgow or, or Willarawang, and you know the, the, the coppers would drive, the cop, coppers would drive past it and wave to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, yeah, now and, there'd be SWAT teams going everywhere. Oh, you'd be shot shot on sight now as soon as they seen you doing it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, um, we used to carry the carry our bows on the school bus and, and go to school and then hunt hunt the mountain ranges on the way back home <laughs> after, you know, after school and whatnot else and yeah like yeah you could walk through it walk through a bit of farmland on the edge of a forest or what and the fa- farmer would drive up and and point you in the direction where he's seen rabbits goats or, or you know foxes yeah yeah no, um, nothing better than the good old days though yeah you know you do that today and You've got, you know, you got the DPI, the coppers, the detectives, and yeah. Um, but you know that that's just through people taking advantage of, you know, all all, all that. Yeah, doing the wrong things. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, taking, taking advantage of it and help themselves to whatever you know they shouldn't be helping themselves to. And yeah, that's it. It's not it's not hard to do the right thing. You know, it's not hard to go and knock on on the. Yeah, the station owner's, you know, door and say, look, I saw a couple of rabbits, do you mind? You know, it's, there's lots of ways, and obviously we, we talk about it on on bailing, scaling and barbecue a fair bit, so, yeah, it's just one of those sad um, sad things that just keep on happening, and, and hopefully one day that um, the hunters, you know, all over the world in Australia get the, get the point that um, if we don't look after it, we're going to lose it, so. Yeah, well. You know, I've, I've had blokes message me on, on social media and say, you know, how do you do it, man? How do you get places to hunt? Um, you know, we, we've done, you know, we knocked on 20 or 30 doors uh, and got told no and, you know, got told to piss off and don't come back and everything. So I'm like, well, mate, knock on 100 doors. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, don't, don't, don't just knock on 10, 20, 30 doors and... and get told no every time you go, oh, you know, shit, it's not worth the stuff, it will go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you just, yeah, you just don't give up. You just keep going along, knocking on doors, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've had a lot of people say, oh, I'll put letters in people's mailboxes and never got nothing back. Um, most cockies don't respond with 
stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. No, you got to see it face-to-face, you know. Go to the pub on a Friday night if you're in a country town. Door knock, yep, yep. say g'day, you know. Pr- Take seafood with you. Yeah, seafood, beers, <laughs> um, you know, seafood and beers are normally a sweet tooth for um, for most cockies. Um, yeah. You know, um, like where I grew up, in, out near Mudderborough, um, if you wanted to talk to someone, normally Friday night the pub was the was the place to be. Um, yeah. You know, like you just have a chat to the, the cocky would normally come in for a, a pub feed or you know, Saturday night as well. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but but if we don't look after our um our hunting community, or you know, like what everything that we you know what you're working for, um, you know, land, this private land to hunt on, you know, the the state forest. For me, up here in Queen, Queensland, it's all private property. You know, farmers are just going to keep saying no if 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 idiots keep doing the wrong thing. So we really need to we need to look at ah. Oh, I know, so I know. Majority of hunters are on social media, and I really think you know. I love seeing the DPI put up the yeah the stock squad putting up um, pictures of hunters doing the wrong thing because it, now they are never going to get a block ever again because everyone knows they have done the wrong thing. Um, it's just yeah, you know, you're going to get caught. There's no way around it. It's just there's there's too many trial cams. Yeah, stock squads. Uh, it's too much to you know, to go wrong. Why? Why risk it when all you have to do is go and go to the pub or go door knocking just to get a, a simple yes, and then you got somewhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I'm, you know, like I've caught a few people over the years now. Over like you know, the last five years, I've caught a few people. Um, like, but you know what I mean. I sort of. I never lose my cool when I catch them, I, I, you know. I sort of have a them and whatnot else and, and, and give them, you know, I, I just give them the opportunity to say, look, if you want to come here, the, 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 the cocky's house is that way. This is where it is. Go and knock on the door. If yeah. he says no, don't come back here. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I don't get any feathers all fluff it up and, and go up my head and ring coppers and whatnot else and... Um, yeah, I sort of, I don't know, that's just me, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm still, I must be caught back in the 90s still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, well, it, you know, I know what you mean. I, I I know other guys taking drastic measures and, you know, like, I I personally would avoid it because I just, I don't want to start a fight or anything like that, you know, because I'll get kicked off the place as well. If anything, I'd just take the number plate down and say, Tell the owner when I see him. Uh, I had a prop. I, I had a property that I hunted, a f- you know, a fair bit, and I'd always say, "Look, oh, I saw someone, you know, because I walked the place mainly." And I, if yeah, I said, yeah, I do the exact same thing. I give the cocky the, the Reggio number and say, "Look, I've caught him. I've warned him. Um, I told him if I, you know, if I catch him back here, then yeah, you know, it's going to be something else." But yeah, I, I, you know, but I give everybody a second chance. You know what I mean? That's that's just the way I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I believe everyone deserves a second chance. Um, some people don't need it, but yeah, you know, caught, you know, caught a few, quite a few actually do it. But you know, it's yeah. As it is with now, it's getting harder and harder to find places to hunt and whatnot else. And yeah, you know, even the forestry's now like with with a state forest, you book in there, there could be ten or twenty other people booked in at the same time as you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's sort of, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, everything, in New South Wales, the way they've got it set now, like, it's good in one way, but it's bad in another. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, why not, like, like, you know, there never used to be deer in the state forest around, around, um, Portland and that, around near Lisco and... And today there's deer in there, so like it's yeah, it's changed since I was there as a kid. Yeah. Um, but then saying again, there's there's ten times more hunters than what there used to be. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, a bit um, more pressure on them. Yeah, like, like you know, a couple of my mates have been in in a, in a forest and yeah, like they've had bullets whiz over their head and what yeah, else. That's and, a bit scary. Yeah, so I thought, you know, 
that's what I was saying. Is it really worth it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, but as, as for people, you know, out this way, we've got no forest out here, or state forest out this way where you can hunt. I think there's only one, um, yeah, yeah 60 k from here that I know of. So yeah. they sort of, yeah, you know, and, and being Western New South Wales, everybody thinks there's shitload of pigs and, <laughs> yeah. They, they come yeah. out here and expect expect they're going to catch 20, 30 pigs a night. And, yeah, yeah, so... Not, not the go, you know, is it? Yeah, a fence, a fence or a gateway or something like that's nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, social, how would, how would I put it? Social media's made hunters stupid today. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and that's... Um, I totally agree, and that's, that's a big thing why, you know... What what I'm doing with bailing, sculling, and barbecue, you know, we're just trying to educate people to do the right thing, and yeah, I I totally agree because um everyone wants that photo, everyone wants that that video of their their dog doing something amazing or their them shooting a you know a big boar or something like that, but it's sometimes it's just not worth it if you know you got to do the right thing to get get the picture because you know you might be catching no pigs or little pigs and. Yeah, that that big boar, he's he's got to be there somewhere. So why why go poaching or being you know doing the wrong thing when you knock on someone's door, you get a simple yes, and then you can get all that stuff over time on that one place. Yeah, well, sort of. When the last five years, I've like I um, gained I've gained a lot of access in the last five years. Yep. Um. Yeah. I've, Probably got, I don't know, at the moment I've got just over, I don't know, 500,000 acres or probably, probably a bit more just in all the blocks that I've got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I help some of my mates out and get them access to it as well. Yeah, okay. Um, just just so, they, you know, they've got somewhere to go if they want to. Yeah. Um, but then again, that's just me. I, I'm probably too nice, but. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I get a lot of messages every week or every day from, you know, blokes I don't even know, you know can you get me, get me on a place hunting, can you do this, can you do that? Yeah, like, no. yeah I, I, my father, um, yeah, he, he's old school as well, um, you know, he, we did a lot of hunting in the 90s and all that, and he, he always used to say to me, um, you know, like, you don't sell shit, you don't, you know, you your reputation is everything. Um, yeah, and, and that's why, you know, when I I, I thought I'll... I'm looking at people I, I interview for um, who've got good reputations. So, um, you know, like, I, I've talked to you, you know, I've, I've been talking to um, Justin Wood, uh, Scotty Fry, all you guys have got all got great reputations. And, and that's one thing my, um, my father made sure, you know, you... Your reputation is everything because, you know, you, your name pops up at the pub or on social media, people are either going to bag you or, you know, promote you. So, you know, reputation is a huge thing in in my eyes because, you know, like you sell a dog that goes and grabs a cow, that's not a good good look on your, um. it's not a good look for you. Like a few years ago, you know, I, I will admit, you know, I, I was a rogue and what else, and um, yeah, sort of. But then, you know, I, I pulled my horns in, and, and you know, I made woke up myself, dotted my eyes, crossed my T's, um, and yeah, and you know, I started started seeing rewards out of that. You know what I mean? Like I was, yeah, I was pretty much a young dumb male and yeah. you know, thought he knew everything and whatnot else but um yeah you know, at, at some point in your life you've got to sit down and you got to listen yeah that's it and, and you know, you've got to take control of your own actions and, and start doing things different and that's what I did and yeah today well you know I, I can see now that it's paid off you know what I mean like yeah I've got, I've got plenty of land to hunt on um, yeah, so, I, you know, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of new mates because of it, 
Um, you know, and, and some of them are top mates. Um, yeah, and I've, you know, I've hunted with some top blokes as well. And then, yeah, I sort of haven't looked back since. Oh, that's great stuff. And, um, well, thank you very much, uh, Scott, for, for coming on today. And um, I'll, I hope to um, – well, hopefully I'll be doing some filming with you soon. Um, Hopefully, yeah, summer anyway. Yeah. Or four or five days, and yeah, I'll see what I can do. a bit after Christmas. So, so, but thank you very much for um for for talking to us today, and um hopefully we'll uh, so what just before you go, what's your social media sites, and what can we see you on again? Yeah, um, the Instagram is uh, at three sixty hunting. At three sixty hunting, or Scotty Stewart. Yeah. It'll come up under one of them. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you, I think if you type in at 360 hunting, it'll come straight up. No dramas. And um, and you've got all your bow stuff on there and and you and you and all your um, sponsors are on there as well to, to have a look at? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, all my stuff's on there, um, all my content's on there. Nice. Um, and plus me, me Facebook, which is just Scotty Stewart. Lovely. Uh, yeah, I, I I post everything to both both things. So and um, yeah, so it's all all goes under there. Whatever you know, whatever videos I got, whatever I shoot. Awesome. Um, all your all your brands and stuff. That's awesome, mate. Well, um, thank you very much, Scotty, and um, I'll talk to you soon, mate. Yeah, no worries. Cheers for that. Thanks, mate. Well. And there you have folks, uh, so Scotty Stewart, um, a very well reputable uh, bow hunter in Australia and um, back, well, when I was younger, uh, he was a good dogger. Um, so anyone want to see Scotty, uh, just go onto his Instagram and Facebook. Um, remember to subscribe for Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue, uh, like, follow, all of that. And um, if you want to be on the podcast or if you know of anyone who should be on the podcast with hunting or fishing, uh, even cooking, um, just give me a message on the Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue Instagram page or Facebook page. Thanks, guys. BSB, baby.